Welcome back to another episode of Making a Martini, up, dry, and straight to the point. I am your host, Caleb Viggles. Okay, we're on episode two, or like episode 1.5, I guess. Like I said on the last episode, I kind of had to break the last episode into two parts because it was just running a little long. Uh, I guess Adele and I just can't stop talking about penises and childhood trauma, so I mean... That's our problem to figure out. So today we are finishing our sex topic and discussing sex education, both in America and the amazing Netflix TV original, uh, which if you're not watching it, <laughs> fuck off. My guest for this episode is an old college roommate of mine, Mary O'Brien. So, you know, let's get down down to it here. Uh, today's cocktail is a gin martini. Because I didn't feel like getting creative again. Uh, so it's same as last time, but with gin. So in case you're wondering, it's two parts gin, one part olive juice. Garnish as you please. All right, everybody, cheers. Hello, Mary. <laughs> my dear i'm so happy to talk to you i know i know mary you believe there is some big news that we need to share with the world um i do believe you're engaged i am the sparkly thing it's funny because i can see that rock i'm blind oh my god he has good taste oh it's beautiful he does clearly (laughs) (laughs) you know no big deal so, um, yeah, really? so for anyone who doesn't well. know, <laughs> well, good. I mean, use that to your advantage, honestly. Oh my um, God, he takes direction better than any of the actors I used to date. Well, that's understandable. If we're being honest. <laughs> uh, big fucking shocker, I guess. Um <laughs> So, Mary, we have an important topic to cover today. Absolutely. Super important topic. Um, it's a little show I like to call Sex Education, a.k.a. the Ugh. second best show on Netflix. I, I say second so because I'm a tried and true Glow fan, but Sex Education sometimes surpasses. It just depends on my mood. It depends on the episode. It depends on the topic yeah. covered. It depends on, it you know, at, at what point in the evening you have reached your marathon max. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it is a, a show on Netflix. It came out two years ago, I want to say. I don't remember. 2018. All I know it was a blur because I watched the whole thing. Life. <laughs> yeah actually no you know um, what but it, it was it was january it was january of last year january of 2019 was when it first appeared on netflix yeah 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 yeah. you're you're 100 correct um i'm a little obsessed uh, i keep track of these things oh god yeah um but it's it was a, a binge in one day i was obsessed with all of them within the first episode yep. like name a character i'm in love with them um, yep. And it's brilliant. So for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, summarize for me sex education in one sentence. I will allow you a run-on sentence if you need it. 
Thank God. Uh, because there, it's difficult to encompass <laughs> that show in a single sentence. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, British teenagers mm-hmm. encounter everyday situations in Gen Z appropriate ways. That's brilliant. And I and what I and what up. I mean by that is <laughs> and what I mean by that is so so Gen Z, first of all, me, the you know, mom millennial over here is so, so, so beyond excited to see how Gen Z is like, no, fly in the face of injustice. We deserve better mm-hmm. than this. Let's save our planet, save our government, save everything. And I'm like, holy crap, like you guys can do like you're yeah. crowdfunding your entire lives and and protesting everything and this is the best thing i've ever seen so what i love about watching this evolution of the like typical high school teenage drama is mm-hmm. they're attacking every thing that they're encountering in ways that we wouldn't necessarily have had the tools to encounter them ourselves the way yeah. that we saw a high school experience when we were growing up was still kind of like the John Hughes-esque 80s version of events. It was very, you know, boy makes huge grand romantic gesture and girl, while super uncomfortable, is like, yeah, sure, haha. And Mm -hmm. and those are, looking back on those examples now is hugely problematic. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of problems with Pretty in Pink. There's all kinds of problems with 16 Candles. Yep. Even though they were iconic and masterful for their time and, and like really wrote the script on how we viewed high school romance, high school friendship, all of these things, you know, yep. there there are racist jokes, there are sexist jokes, there are horribly objectifying jokes. There's all kinds of things that they yep. poke fun at. Sex education, what I love about it is it really flips the script on calling out those circumstances you can see in certain scenes throughout the show that they are specifically referencing tropes that were used in those 80s movies they're so good at it and like you see it coming and you're going oh i know how this goes but then as soon as you hit that point a character will say no that's wrong or you shouldn't do this the guy who won't stop asking the girl to the dance with like the cake at her door and and all of this stuff. What we were taught from the eighties um, movie perspective was keep going, that that like works. you're like yeah. persevere. She'll change her mind and you'll grow on her eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and literally the first thing that a friend says to this guy is no means no, leave her alone. Yeah, and it's, and it's um... and it's beautiful to witness. It is. You have. Um... The reason that I I wanted to talk to Mary about this is that she has an article that she wrote um, on medium.com called Let's Talk About Sex Education. And I have a quote um, here from you. And I love it because it, I think, perfectly sums up what you were just talking about. Um, And so you write, it sees your blonde football playing would-be Romeo high school heartthrob jock and raises you an all-star swimmer, head boy of color with two lesbian moms, panic panic attacks requiring regular anxiety meds, and an earnest, persisting crush on the trailer park punk he's not afraid to go against his popular friends to pursue publicly. Publicly, take that, pretty in pink. Um, 
it, it's brilliant. I mean, and that I think is probably one of the biggest examples of what you're referring to. Like, I yes. mean, you would, you see him and you think, especially like even in like the first two episodes, you're like, oh, well, I know where, where he's going to fall in all of this. And then right. you're like, and then you fall in love with him. Oh, or maybe God. it was me. You I can't don't help know. It. it was. <laughs> oh, me too. Jackson, it's so. Jackson, and... Yeah. Jackson's my everything. <laughs> it's, I think it's, I think it's the first episode where the, I mean, one of, I, I will start with one of the things that they absolutely nail in keeping true to what we've grown up with is the, the cranky principal figure. Yes. They have There's that. And you a, need that. <laughs> There's still a cranky principal figure, but there there are reasons why he's cranky, and they give you some of his abuse yes, issues. Yes, you get to and see they give that, you right? Some of his control issues and how horrible his relationship with his his family is. So so like that that guy stays very consistent. He introduces Jackson in the first episode as like, "This is your new head boy." Head boy, and the the entire auditorium goes nuts. He is Berserk, widely beloved. Yeah. He's clearly very popular. He like dances his way on stage and goes like, "We mm-hmm. are taking over." And you want to root for this guy because you're going, "Okay, you do. he he doesn't seem like the typical asshole jock. He seems like a good one." And and so your idea of what like this type A head boy might be is almost immediately challenged because not only mm-hmm. is he black, mm-hmm. he's almost universally loved. He's not a bully. He's not shoving anybody into lockers or using his power to his advantage. When you think he's about to write a detention slip for a girl, he actually just writes her a note like, meet me after school. It's like he doesn't yeah. flex on the fact that he has any power. He's just like, no, it's cool. And, and you immediately like him. And then as the series goes on, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Sex Education yet. Yeah, as sorry, the spoilers. On, <laughs> you learn so much more about how he struggles. Like, yes, he's the top swimmer yeah. in the school. His one mom pushes him so much. And he has these dietary restrictions. He gets up at four in the morning. You find out later that he's on anxiety medication for panic attacks. And like... All of these nuanced pieces to a personality that you wouldn't have seen 20 years ago, 30 years ago in any of the media that we were given. No. And, uh, you know, like if I had to guess a reason, it's because that wouldn't sell. Like you're not going to find something like that interesting because, you know, when things like Pretty in Pink are being made, you needed to have that stereotypical jock like maybe i should be worried about him date raping a girl later on in this movie or tv show and you don't get that with jackson you don't get that really with any of the characters like even the school bully you're like oh my gosh he's so endearing and i love him it's it's so and he does such a good job i I forget the actor's name but he deserves an award or or like something all of the awards good He is so good at doing the straight faced, like looking at you very seriously, but then you watch six frames into it and his face has changed almost imperceptibly, but suddenly you know that he's heartbroken. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating. They do such a And therefore you're heartbroken. Oh my God. It's, there's, there's so much more nuance to showing how teenagers behave 
and how they interact within their relationships. There's there there are many more layers than there used to be. And given how, you know, they have poor Amy, they have the ditzy popular girl who like doesn't know anything about anything. But in season two, again, spoilers, they address the fact that she was assaulted on a bus. And they address the fact that she's not comfortable getting on a bus again because she's scared. And that's a and that's a huge thing that would never have, have been touched years ago because years ago the answer would have been, oh, he didn't actually hurt you. Don't worry about it. Like just forget right. it. Which, or the which guy on the bus would have been a joke. To do. Right. They would have made they would have made light out of what could have what is very easily a very serious situation. And it's her friends who say, no, that's not a joke. It happened to me too. Let me tell you why it's important. And 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 there's this beautiful moment of camaraderie where they're like, no, it sucks to be a teenage girl in the world right now. And and we're here for you, whatever you need. There's there's no allowance for slut shaming. There's no allowance for sexism or race. They call it out immediately. There's there's the tropes that we used to make light of and the tropes that we used to laugh at that used to be just purely surface entertainment are dug into so much more. One of the the reason that it's called um, sex education is uh, the main character Otis is Otis. the son of an acclaimed uh, sexual therapist, the brilliant Dr. Jean Milburn, played by Gillian Anderson. Her. So if you've Ugh. seen the X-Files, you know why I'm hard. God bless her. Um, <laughs> God bless her indeed. <laughs> God bless, bless her, her indeed. Um, and, and so the whole, yeah, the whole premise is, is that this kid Otis, uh, as part of sort of a, a money-making scheme, decides to start giving the children of his high school um, sex advice and in turn is giving them their own sexual education. Um, yep. And that is, I think, probably why, because I, I I thought about this and I'm like, why do I respond so well? I mean, obviously the reasons we just mentioned <laughs> um, for sure, mm-hmm. but I, I think it was more so a matter of there was this one particular quality that I was able to relate to. And it was the fact that the, the that school's sex education program is failing them because these kids don't yes. know I mean yes they know what herpes is they know what gonorrhea is you know <laughs> chlamydia they know they know what stuff is but they don't know the situational um or I guess the situations that can get them into that right <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say I do um, but I do. but it, so yeah, go ahead. You know what? You know what's always funny to me is because um, there's this 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 one teacher is both their biology teacher and their swing band director, and yes. he's hilarious and adorable. Oh, and he's brilliant! He's such a fop, and yeah. you kind of like root for him anyway. Um, but as the biology teacher, I I remember early on in season one, they had there there were these um, worksheets. And it was the female anatomy and you had to label parts of these are the ovaries. This is the hymen. This is the clitoris. Like you, you, there was, it was an anatomy worksheet that they had to fill out in pairs. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at, you know, the fake phalluses that they're practicing putting condoms on. And, and I'm witnessing this bio classroom and I'm going, I never had 
a single class like that in my entire public education experience. I never took that class. Like that, that was never going to high school in Virginia. There is no sex education requirement. And so finishing out high school in Virginia, we never, we never, I, I, honest to goodness, I had never unwrapped a condom and practiced putting it on in, in practice until it happened in life. Until it wasn't (laughs) practice anymore. (laughs) Until it wasn't practice. Right. I had no idea because it was, it was something that was never taught. And then um, in terms of parts of the female anatomy, I looked that stuff up myself. That was nothing that was ever introduced in a a biology classroom for me. None of that. So, so even witnessing that much sex education that's available to the students in, in the show, that's still not enough or else our, our hero Otis, who is giving out sex advice is out of a job. You know, he's, he's giving sex education to fellow students who are lost and going, why does my labia look different? Why is my boyfriend being such a spaz when we try to have sex? Why? They, they don't understand all of the pieces and all of the layers to what sex can be, what their sexuality could go, grow into. They don't understand any of this. And in spite of the fact that they already have, in my estimation, a huge head start just by what their school does require, they're still so far behind. There's so much that it, they're yeah. lost. It's it's funny, like you, you mentioned that you did not have... Um... I did have a sex ed class, but it was, it, it, it was charts. It was graphs. It was like, here's a, you know, colorful diagram of a penis and the testes and the ovaries. And here's what the vagina looks like. And here's where this is, this is, and this is. And yeah, that's all great. Didn't help me. <laughs> doesn't help me now. But, um, right. but like you don't even like as limited as the sex education shows sex education class is, mm-hmm. Like they still practice putting condoms on. I mean, yep. granted, you have a fifty-fifty shot, so I mean, <laughs> it's one way or the other. Um, yep. For regular, you know, for male condoms, um, but you know, and we watched this old black and white birds and the bees video, and that was it. And like, th- th- it was like that doesn't answer any questions. And then we learned about yeah, they, diseases they and illnesses. They checked the box for the sake of saying that they did it without any development or updates. Right. <laughs> right. And that's, I think, one of the biggest things that I like about sex education is that, yes, at, at, at first they play sex up as this, like, taboo subject that, you know, you right. don't talk about. You don't talk about with your parents or your teachers. But you should. You 100% oh. should. And, like, I, I have a little note here about how I, this the show's not for kids. Like, it's definitely rated mature for mature <laughs> audiences only. But you know what? Like, I don't agree necessarily. I'm like, teens should watch this. They need to see what it's like to have an open conversation about sex and sexuality. Like, once we get into season two and we are introduced to a new gay character who... Uh, wants to talk about what homosexual sex is like because he wants yeah. to know because that is how he identifies. Oh, I would I be him. straight up shocked if I heard of anyone in a high school class learning about homosexuality and and mm-hmm. and sexual and like sex for gays, lesbian for anything. You don't. You learn about yeah. the heterosexual norms because that is what the state has mandated. 
Right. And, and in many cases, it's purely for the sake of preventing young pregnancies and, and trying to at least taper the spread of STDs. The best yeah, way is important. That, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the best ways to prevent that is through more education though. So, so as, as far as abstinence goes, let's for be anyone, real here, friends. Yeah. It's, for anyone. Yeah. And anyone that's ever had a child, babysat a child, had anyone yeah. of a younger mindset and you tell them not to do something, you know what the first thing they want to fucking do yeah. is? <laughs> Whatever that is. So if you tell some horny yeah. teenagers, you know, it's like, I this just occurred to me, but like the, the sex education class in Mean Girls, it's like, don't have sex. You will get pregnant and die. I'm like, wow, that's and not an die. exaggeration of what we learn. <laughs> And I'm like, that's what you're trying to do. I'm like, no, no, no. That's but, exactly but what that's it is. What and it's, it is. And it's a, an unqualified, it's an unqualified gym teacher. You know, he's he's the PE dude mm-hmm. in the tracksuit going, you know, don't ever have sex. You will get chlamydia. You will die. It's that's sometimes that's all they know how to teach because they're not properly trained in how to give sex education courses. Because why would they be? So, well, uh. So Sex Education has announced, there are two seasons on Netflix right now. Season three has yeah. been a, officially announced. I don't think we know when, but I mean, everything's so probably high. so up in the air right now. Who knows when they're going to like actually start filming stuff. Like I had mentioned earlier, Mary, you wrote the article. Let's talk about Sex Education on Netflix, yes. which is on medium.com, which yep. is honestly a really, really cool website, you guys. You can sign up for free and you get, I believe, five free articles a month. Yes, that you are able to read and comment and, right. and clap yes. and whatever. To read more than five in a single month, you do have to sign up for the membership, which is $5 a month. Um, because I'm a writer and I get paid per reads, I, I, I get paid by how many people are reading my articles. Honestly, my membership pays for itself and then I yeah. get a little <laughs> change left over. So I, I, I go ahead and shell out for it because I do find it really valuable. Um, and I love that it's a platform where writers and creators can share their work. Right. Um, and then you can also, I believe, do $50 for the year, um, which is also cool. Um, and your name on that website is Mary Pepper O'Brien, Pepper in quotes. Um, so you can That's look correct. her up. Um, she has so many really brilliant articles written <laughs> on there. Um, I think I just hit 70. There are 70 articles oh. currently up there, so... Should More to come. Read her stuff. Um, well, nice. Mary, thank you so much for talking with me. Let's have a little cheers here. It was my genuine pleasure, my dear. Oh my gosh. Cheers. Clink through the screen. <laughs> that is wrapping up the first episode of Making a Martini Up Dry and Straight to the Point. Mary, I love you dearly. I love you. We have to do this more often. <laughs> have me back. Oh, of course. Absolutely. We've got so many more. You've got 70 articles probably to talk about. So <laughs> 70 episodes right there. Um, so we will be right back. So that wraps up our sex topic. Um, I think actually at the very end of that, I said that that wraps up episode one. 
which is clearly not the case anymore. But honestly, I've just gone crazy trying to edit all the episodes that I wanted to release at the same time. So we're just going to pretend that that part didn't happen because it didn't. So that is officially the end of the sex topic um, for now. Honestly, I could talk about sex until I'm blue in the face. No pun intended. Is that a pun? I don't think it is. But whatever, I don't care. Uh, I, I did want to end this episode with just some like actual facts about sexual education in America. Because in doing the research for this episode, I got, uh, for lack of a better term, fucking pissed. And I did bring it up in my conversation with Mary that parents need to be having the conversations with their kids about sex because chances are likely that they aren't getting it in school. Some states don't even require any sexual education, like at all. Uh, In in case you want to know, because I do love a good call out, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, big fucking surprise, Idaho, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Texas, and Virginia require absolutely no sexual education or HIV education at all. Like, literally zero. 22 states mandate both. So, less than half the country is up to fucking speed. 12 states, Pennsylvania included, only requires that HIV education be provided. And it's literally only what HIV is and how to... to how to how to how you can contract it or not contract it or both i don't know (laughs) you know two states require just sex education mississippi and north dakota so in the states that don't mandate both anything outside of what is required by law is decided upon by a fucking school board so if you have a board of some 60 to 70 year old you know old people who haven't been penetrated in a few years and don't want to teach their kids about sex for some reason, that's what you get. So the CDC does have sex education guidelines for what needs to be taught in school, which is, you know, so there's that. It still doesn't mean schools have to listen, but whatever. And some of the topics are really smart. They want schools to talk about uh, consent goal and decision-making, planning, communication, you know, things that might be fucking helpful in relationships. But then, like, on their list, there's also four separate topics on condoms. Listen, condoms aren't that tricky, (laughs) y'all. So I don't know what, what the issue is. There is also nothing anywhere that requires schools to teach anything about homosexuality. And man... (laughs) That shit is important. I can't even begin to imagine how much learning about homosexual sex would have made me feel more comfortable in my own skin in high school. There are kids out there who know they are LGBTQ+, but literally know nothing about their history or how to be safe. I mean, when I got to college, do you know how many pizza delivery guys I had to have sex with before I found out that that's not what gay relationships are? Come on, get with it. Uh, But (laughs) in all seriousness, the world worries so much about LGBT youth. And I'm thinking, well, shit, maybe if we talked about it when they were young, say 
in the grades when they would actually get sex education. Uh, but I digress. Off topic, but you know, still important. So, uh, so if you are curious as to what your particular state requires, literally just Google your state and sex education and find out. If you don't like what can what you see, what can you do? You can one get out and fucking vote. Write your congressperson and senator and whoever leads your district. Get the word out too. And if you're a parent of someone who is um, or who has a child that's about to go through a sex education class, check the syllabus. Uh, you know, I had a, a friend of mine who I reached out and um, they had a child that was about to go through and they looked at it to see what, you know, they were going to be talking about. And it wasn't much. It's like nothing has nothing has changed, uh, which is a bit of a problem. Uh, you show up to school board meetings, you know, if you want to take matters into your own hands. I did find some really great websites that talk about this particular subject matter. Uh, there is secus.org, S-I-E-C-U-S.org, comprehensivesexualityeducation.org, and honestly, Planned Parenthood website. There's so much information out there it, for people of all genders, orientations, ages, so check them out, please. <laughs> the future of the world depends on it. Uh, so that, I think, wraps everything up that I wanted to talk about. I almost just asked if there's anything you want to talk about, but I'm not interviewing anyone. Um, so thank you for sticking with me. Uh, now we have gotten through two episodes. Feels fucking great. Um, and uh, yeah, we will see you next time on Making a Martini Up, Dry, and Straight to the Point.